welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening, and you're a warm welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, all the way live from Melbourne, Australia. It is Rascal Rabbit. That's right, it is, a.k.a. Kevin. Or I've done it around. Kevin, Rascal Rabbit, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Ah, sorry, yeah. I just had to turn my YouTube off because I was hearing two people at once then. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that on many occasions. So, Kevin, how are you? How are you in this? I know it's a very early morning over there. Yeah, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> early morning. But we, like we, I said, having uh, having Tisney and, and doing the Boogie Frenzy series at the moment, I'm having to get up at this time regularly anyway. So I'm kind of used to putting myself on British Standard Time. So, oh, that's the thing. Not now, too for, bad. for everybody watching, um, please feel free to ask questions so we can put them to Kevin and uh, we can get their, your questions answered. Now, Kevin, you've got a spectacular. Um, some history because um, to start off with um, you were one of the first people to be taught by David Perel um, who's a bit yes. of a sim racing legend as well as a real racing driver and uh, what yeah how on earth did all that happen um I first heard about him I just started so this is well over a year ago I'd only just started using the wheel I just got a stand for it um so and i just started watching guys like super gt and rory um and tijney and anyway i saw him mentioned uh steve mentioned him on, on like super gt on one of his shows and that he's a real life gt3 driver mm. and he had a description he had his link for his site and his description so i went and had a look and and I started following him and I thought, oh, yeah, this guy's pretty good. I'll subscribe. And and at the time I thought, you know, I want to support a few people. And I was supporting Steve and Tijney at the time and then um, and Rory. And then I decided, oh, no, I'm going to um, – Steve's got enough subscribers. He doesn't need another couple of dollars from me. He'll live without me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd um, be a patron hop on Patreon and support um, David Perel. And then I saw that he had this coaching thing on the Patreon. This is before, way before Coach Dave Academy or anything organised like that. It was done through his Patreon back then. And if you buy the, if you bought the very top tier, you got all, like you see in the background, that poster thing there, you, you get signed cards and pictures and stuff sent out to you. Um, you get um, time to talk with him, whatever. You get lessons with him and you get free blank pan tickets, which I can't use in Australia, but I could use as a giveaway or something like that because I was thinking, I was in the very early stages of thinking, I want to do this YouTube thing for myself. Like, I, I hadn't even, you know, I didn't even have a PC back then, so I couldn't do it. Um, I, was, I was only just starting to play the game half seriously and um but i thought no i want to get better at this and so i i got i decided 
stuff it, you know what I mean? Um, I might be on the pension, but I've got a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I've got a certain amount of expendable income, um, so or disposable income, sorry. And I thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support him at the highest tier and see what his coaching's like. And it was fantastic. Like yeah. the amount I learned in one lesson blew my mind. Wow. And it's because at the time, like most, most of my official seasons, I've always driven for Mitsubishi. And um, anyone who plays Gran Turismo knows that uh, Mitsubishi aren't very fast, especially having only five gears in the Group 4 car. And also, it's a four-wheel drive, so it's pretty hard on its tyres. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the first lessons we had, um, he started teaching me all about tyre wear and all the rest of it. And then I was in a league, and he taught me how to drive the Jag properly, where it's a real high-torque car. I don't need to rev it out. I can you know, keep it very low in the rev lane range and change gear very early and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And just lesson after lesson, I was I always learned so much, and yeah, it's just it was worth the money. Like you, it's it's not cheap. It's a hundred US dollars per lesson, but it was actually worth it in my mind. Anyway, to me, it was worth it in how much I improved, and. Yeah, I just kept going from there. And then um, I recommended him to a friend in Australia who I met in one of the FIA races. He's going, man, you're quick in that Lancer. How do you do it? Yeah. And I said, oh, I get lessons off Dave. He taught me how to conserve my tyres. And I got him another customer. And so next thing you know, he had a second student. And it just kind of snow From there, it, it kind of snowboarded by itself. Yeah, and yeah. now you've got the Coach Dave Academy. He's got this huge thing going. He's got staff. You've got the yeah. Sing Grid thing going. It's just turned into a monster. It's quite, he's quite so, an entrepreneur, isn't he? I mean, he's, I know that yes, from interviewing is. him, he had his own, you know, he basically ran out of money with racing before. So he went out and did a business for a few years with his brother and then came back with the money. And there he was. He's done it again. And he was back racing. So he's got a real yeah. kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I have to say that the idea of getting lessons from David Perel uh, would be the kind of thing I think every sim racer would want to get their hands on. Um, because even just um, when, he did, when I did the interview with him earlier on this year, the level of detail that he went into oh. and what it was like to drive and what you need to drive and how to practice, how to get everything set up. Um, was fantastic, really, really good. And to anyone who's watching just now, um, you should go and look, have a look at that uh, interview that was done in it was January this year because um, it really was a fantastic, uh, it was so enjoyable to do. And David went into such detail, I'm sure we can all learn many things from it. Um, so what? tell me, what did he start with? Can you remember for your first lesson, what were the kind of basics that he taught you on that well, lesson? First he, first, he just wanted to see where I was at. So he first lesson was at his favourite track for newbies, which is Dragon Trails um, Gardens. Yep. And um, because it's got a bit of everything. And um, so he wanted to see where I was at. And and he saw straight off I was, I was pretty good in the group fours, except when it came to tyre wear. I struggled with the group threes. And basically I just said, 
you're the boss. You you get to decide what you need to teach me. Now and then I have special requests because of league racing. Like, you know, he taught me how to get a handle on the Porsche. Now the uh-huh. Porsche is one of the best, is probably the best group three car I, I can drive. Uh-huh. Um, even though I picked Lamborghini. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, he's, so occasionally I've said, no, I really want to do this. But most of the time I just let him decide. And we switch mostly between um, occasionally I've needed to learn a track that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So um, he'll jump on, you know, if it's for an FIA race that I really want to do well at. Um, and, yeah, it's a mix of if he if he sees me lacking in something, he, he'll decide, no, next lesson, we're dealing with that. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, but the biggest area that he's helped me in out of everything is tyre conservation, right. um, especially, and it's really important now because even with Lamborghini, it's a four-wheel drive and their tire, their front tyre wear now is worse than a front-wheel drive car. Really? It's right. In Gran Turismo anyway. So I really have to try and be fast while being really, really gentle on my front tyres. It's... It's it's hard to describe. It's the only way you can do it is to be be taught, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's just worked out really well. And I I haven't taken Gran Turismo seriously since I brought in the new penalty system. I think I barely played it. Yeah. Um, especially like I said, I I I, I decided to get off my butt and just hit A plus. So I did a series on that on my channel. You know. Let's get to A plus. Did that pretty quickly, and then, like I told you, speaking to you about before, um, two days later, I was reset with a DR of seven thousand and an SR of six. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of wipes you out, really, isn't it? That's a uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of uh, had a hissy fit with the game for a while, but I'm back. <laughs> I've I, I played a. I haven't done much races. I've done maybe six or seven races but i'm back up to 24 and 99 sr and um yeah like this week i'm just concentrating on doing a bit of race b and um around red bull ring again in the lambo just so i get used to the lambo and practicing for the upcoming fia because that chicane of death because it's a dragon trail seaside the manufacturers in the lamborghini is going to be interesting yeah, yeah. It's funny because so many, so many cars handle that differently. Some are yes. easier than others through the the chicane of death, isn't it? But it can be really annoying if you get it wrong, and that's you. That's it. It can ruin your race completely. Um, uh, well, you know, in in a matter of a, a fraction of a second, it's all over. But um, so yeah. So now, um, oh, I see there's a few more people coming joining the show. Um, Keith, you're going to have to tell me because I can't see him. Yeah, that's all right. We've got one. Some of your friends as well. Loopy Racing. All the way hey, from Australia too. And we've got some of our co-hosts here. I know that uh, Andrew Marr is watching as well. Um, but uh, now Loopy Racing has been saying, um, do some race, see at Big Willow. Team CSBFO is flying there. So it's, they uh, are. So um, CS, Team CS, um, I always remember it. I don't know what it stands for, but I always remember it by um, come suck the big 
one anyway, but um, <laughs> something to do with an illegal substance. <laughs> um, but so CST comes to FBO, yes, CST FBO. Um, they've been really great. They've been really supportive of me, just in the sense of being friends. Yeah, um, yeah. I met. There's Loopy, obviously. Um, I met, I think it's the founder, Furby. You have to ask Loopy. Um, Pat Furby is the founder. Um, and they've just been really supportive. Um, and to them, there's a bunch of con mainly content creators, um, just local ones in Australia, who are small like myself. Like um, some only have, you know, barely any followers some have a few hundred like me um it's and I've, I've only just started i'm averaging about five subs a day so That's i'm growing at growing at a decent rate a rate that i'm happy at yeah and um especially when you're that small it makes a difference so i just want to get to that thousand mark yeah and yeah. um a, a bit like um What's the name? The Mente? Whatever it is. How do you say amusement or funny? In oh, um, um, Temu, uh, Temu Zonte, I think it was, wasn't it? Or, yeah. Um, Temu Zonte, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but um, a bit like her, I'm just aiming for that thousand. That's my first goal. Yeah. And um, except I'm not pretty and blonde like she is, so I have a lot harder to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not we all might, her, but it certainly helps. we might all struggle there. We might. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hello to Taya. I absolutely love that show. Um, yeah. It was great. Now I've subscribed to her and been following her. She makes great content. Um, but yeah, they've been supportive, and I've just found a really tight community of different people who are just mainly content creators. So they get where you're coming from. Yeah, and we formed a tight little circle, and we all support each other, help each other out, and it's it's funny. It might like you always get your idiots everywhere. If you've ever raced Gran Turismo, you'll notice there's always at least one idiot on track. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, at least one. But in general, the community is really friendly. Like when I went to the live event, the last live event in Sydney, like I got backstage because of Tijni. Yeah. And I'd like to show you that, that's my backstage pass. Wow. Got to got to meet Kaz there. That oh, is a rare that, that's worth that's worth yeah, that is a yeah. fantastic picture. Yeah, that's brilliant. So got to meet and talk to Kaz for quite a while actually, considering how busy he was. Yeah. And um all the races are actually that friendly. Like I've got um a whole bunch of i've got a bunch of videos like i'm going to bring out you know how everyone calls fast drivers aliens I, i've decided to um try and make a little mockumentary about how kaz is hiring real aliens and right. i got a whole and a whole bunch of these random drivers who i'd never met i just walk up to them saying hey this is what i'm doing i'm going to ask you listen i've, I've got this evidence in this rumor that you know, Kaz is using real aliens, and I've gone and asked them, and they're all like, "No, no, we can't talk about that, man." And they, <laughs> I've got all this footage. They all just jumped on board with it, so that's something that's going to be coming out in the future. Um, they were just really friendly, and I was just some nobody, just 
but I got to where I got to sit with the players, eat with the players, do everything with the players. Wow. Um, and and it was all thanks to Tijni, even though I think someone asked him while he was practicing, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." <laughs> that's the best way to do it <laughs> you know? and and um because yeah we would we plan to organize it for the next day but i thought i'd see if i could get in on the on the saturday to see the um see him do the manufacturers racing uh-huh. and um and yeah i got a couple of interviews out of it got an interview with tijney um armin a driver for ford from america um, a few others got to meet Jimmy Broadbent. Yeah, I've got yeah. all, you know, um, Cody obviously, um, being Australian, had to meet him. And just everyone is so friendly. It's, I really didn't think they would be. And me being me, um, like I've got no teeth. So when I race or stream, I generally do it with no teeth. I, I try and hide it as much as I can. But when I go out and do things, I'll put it in and uh, put them in. And I forgot to bring my teeth that weekend, so that was a great look. (laughs) But um, no one cared. They just, everyone just welcomed me in. And they are a really great group of people. They support each other so well. I was amazed by it, to be be honest. It's, they are a really tight group. So... Yeah, it's for those for those people who like I I work on like I told you, told told you before I suffer from PTSD um, through serving my country and um, it's so I concentrate on mental health a bit and or as much as I can on my channel mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised how many people get into sim racing because they can't handle going out in public. You know what I mean? Sim racing is a safe place for them where they can interact with people, meet new people. And um, these guys, they're like that in real life. They're just a friendly bunch of people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was amazed. I didn't. Th- I thought they'd be all snobs. You know, I've gone to a world final. You know, I'm all that. It's a complete opposite. Yeah. So it was it's- an awesome experience to especially just to be there with them and talking to all these people, having these random strangers come up to me, what are you doing here? You know, who are you? <laughs> you know, and, and just, yeah. Yeah, no, I think because a lot of people who have played uh, Gran Turismo from the start, um, you know, it was in their bedroom or it was in their living room, you know, we've all started there um, with a little <laughs> pad and we play along and we play along. Um, and I suppose even at the very start, people never would have thought it would eventually turn into a big championship and potentially, oh, you know, you'd be going all over the world um, in order to, to, to play it. Yeah, I think they've really missed with, with what's happened with... Um the whole situation this year in 2020 i really think they've missed an opportunity because at the end of 2019 like all the beginning of 2020 they were giving us the numbers and gran turismo sport was the second most watched motorsport out of all motorsports real or fictional the only one that was second behind was f1 really in terms of how many people watch it 
and so they were really getting there and this year they kind of dropped the ball a bit whereas i racing took on different racing series and all the rest of it gran turismo didn't do that so i kind of feel like they dropped the ball unfortunately which is a shame because gran turismo is my first love like i'm getting into acc um i racing i may may not you know I've, I've got an account but it's very expensive to get into you've got to buy all the tracks yeah all the yeah. cars you want it's 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 quite a large initial outlay but then again having said that surrounded by all this gear <laughs> you know if i really want to do it i'll do it yeah um yeah. but yeah I, I a year and a half ago i wasn't playing i the last Gran Turismo I played was Gran Turismo 3. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in my early 20s back then. I'm 42 now. Um, and that was the last time I played Gran Turismo. And then, like I said, uh, a year and a half ago um, on uh, Christmas, I, d- I just decided to buy myself a PS4 Pro, um, Gran Turismo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and i saw a g29 on sale for 350 australian dollars which is what uh, that's not maybe 150 pounds so very yeah. low yeah and um brand new and i just thought yeah i'll buy that for myself for christmas and a year later i i'd had all this gear you know i still had the g29 actually a year later no i just got the Thrustmaster. Um, I've just got the new load cell pedals recently. Um, GT Omega, I reached out to them because Rory had. So I just thought I'd send the owner an email. And next thing you know, they gave me a rig as well. And Wow. Uh, <laughs> I can see now everyone watching is going to be phoning or emailing GT Omega saying we're now well, a YouTube creator. <laughs> can we have a rig, please? You know? <laughs> it, it, it helps It helps have a background in media and marketing and know how yeah. to network and talk yeah. to people because you yeah. don't just ask for things straight off. You develop yeah. a relationship first and then so, and yeah, and it's the same with Tishney, you know. I was just, I just kept supporting him for the whole time, for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd, I'd send him a Discord message every now and then just to let him know I'm around. And next thing you know, we're friends. That's simple. And like I said, he gave me the shirt in the background. It's You can't see it, but it's signed by him. And, yeah, yeah, it's just, like I said, he got me backstage. David Perel has become my coach. And like you saw on my channel, he, he didn't, have to come onto my channel i didn't pay him for that he just came onto my channel and um he did a interview with me on the channel he came and did a racing with me and some of my subscribers and friends and um if if you like you've seen it it was a real laugh it was a real good fun time and um so yeah like he to be able to call David Perel and, and Martin Grady friends blows my mind. A year ago, if you had told me that, I would not have believed you. I wouldn't have believed that I was going to start my own YouTube channel. Yeah, and, yeah. like, it's only a baby YouTube channel. I've only been going for, seriously, about six months now. And, um, but, yeah, it's, it's working. And so... so- 
what would you say is bringing in the subscribers? Because you were saying you were getting about five a day. What What is it uh, you think that's attracting them to your channel in the most part? It's a mix of different things. Sometimes it can be giveaways. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've got a G29 wheel that I'm giving away at the moment. Other times, but I found I'm still getting the same subscribers when I don't do giveaways. Yeah. Um, um, so basically put out good content. Be yourself is the biggest thing I can advise anyone. Just be yourself. Whatever your own particular humour is. Um, like I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I, I, I call it as I see it. You know, mm -hmm. if I think someone's racing like a, um idiot, I'll say so. Yeah. Um, and But if I think they're racing good, same thing. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll thank them on the show. And just just be yourself on show. Don't try and put on a mask like you think you need to be something. Just be yourself. Get yeah. out there. Give it a crack. Like I've bought all the top of the line here, but you don't need to do that. You don't, you don't need to do what I've done. You can just you know have a g29 on a stand on front of in front of your pc uh -huh. and your tv and that'll do you can be a streamer as long as you've got a webcam and some kind of mic yeah yeah um as you can see i've gone out of my way to set up like i'm in my bedroom it, this is my bed here and the rest it, of it's it does look impressive though. and you were saying yeah. about your computer as well that you know it's nice to know that you've got the right stuff um, and yes. you can, you know, I think then you know you can race to the best of your ability and combine that with the best equipment as well. Then that makes a big difference. I think you know you can you can do really well. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of our guys, you know, in, in the community, they, they say that they're loopy racing and saying I only race for fun. Um, but there's many people who, as as much as we race for fun, we want to get better. And I always say that to my to all my guests. You know, we're, we're, we kind of get inspiration from some of the big guys, you know, who have done it for a yeah. long time. But we kind of think to ourselves, well, okay, we might not be real racing drivers, but we would like to know we're quite good at the sport, or at least we're getting better. So we're, you know, we, we yeah. watch these guys to try and learn the lines, you know, the, the tips of the trades, and hopefully we can apply that um, when we have a go ourselves and get better and better. And I think, to be fair, a lot of us are experiencing that. Um, and certainly yeah. getting the wheel and the pedals makes a huge difference because it just gives you that oh. sense of realism um, and it allows you to improve quite a bit. Yeah, the G29, I would say, is definitely the best beginner wheel, like bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to take a step up from there, um, it depends. If you're into Gran Turismo, get the TGT. Um, if Gran Turismo is your main game. Um, and and like I said, their load cell pedals are just as good as the Fanatec V3s. Yeah, um, yeah. I've used both. If you're going to do a mix of um, PC... Um, or if you're going to concentrate on PC only, I'd say go Fanatec uh -huh. um, and get the Fanatec, at least the CSL Elite um, or a 2.5, if you can, a direct drive. Mm -hmm. But I found, like, David Perel, um, when he was racing in the ESRO um, ACC Championship, he was using the exact same setup I have. Like... Uh -huh. um, he, he uses the exact same load cell pedals, the exact same wheel as I do, and it might be designed for Gran Turismo, but it does just fine on ACC and um, iRacing as well. So as long, as long as... But it's a big step up in terms of you've got to be willing to pay for it. 
um, whether that means saving. For me, it's been a mix of saving and um, having people help me out. Every gift I get has to do with sim racing or people giving me money going towards sim racing. Um, so um, my dad actually helped out huge. He helps edit my videos. He'll do a pre-edit and then I'll kind of do a post-edit. Uh-huh. And because um, it gives him something to do. He, he's a vet as well. Um, also suffers from PTSD. So it gives him something to concentrate on. He's yeah. become brilliant. Um, and so we've both got ourselves monster PCs. Yeah. Because yeah. editing, editing does take, you need a good PC to edit videos yeah. properly. And, and to do, also, do the live stream properly as well, isn't it? Or to record your, yeah. record your content um, yeah. to work well. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you want to record. But I, I'd recommend um, if you want to get numbers, concentrate on mostly videos with the occasional stream um, because people are more likely to watch a 10 to 20 minute video than they are a one or two hour stream. It's mm-hmm. just the way YouTube works. And the other mistake I made was around December, I stopped posting for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I, I got sick, I wasn't well, and I couldn't post. And suddenly YouTube, the algorithm will just put you to the side. So yeah. you have yeah. to be really consistent. Um, yeah. So as long as you're consistent, only has to be like, let's say once a week or twice a week. Yeah. But as long, as long as you keep that consistency up, they're the two two biggest important things. Yeah. So well, that's least, really good because, yeah, I think that's the thing because we all try and make videos. Funny was I made a video yesterday um, and I already had, I didn't, it's not a copyright strike, but I got a copyright claim, even though I got the, the content from an, an editorial site, which you're allowed to use for those purposes. Um, but uh, I had two two uh, copyright claims, but I've been able to sort it all out. So it's a, it's a bit of a yeah. pain, but it's just one of those oh, things you learn oh, as you go. I've gotten two. One's from a guy I always use his Nepex. I always use his music. His name's Nepex. And mm-hmm. uh, most of his music's copyright free. But this new song just happened not to be. He's putting out a new album. I didn't know that. I got in contact with him. No problem. You know what yeah. I mean? No, um, no. The second one was, you know, the song I Spin You, Baby, Right Round. On my last video, I pled it three times, turn one at the Red Bull ring and just spun around. And so I made a little montage at the end and just used that song of me, you know, spinning around again and again with that song in the background. Copyright claim. But because I used it for less than 25 seconds and it was in a loop, you're allowed to use something that's copyrighted if it's less than 25 five seconds you can still use it so that went away as well all right so you can use a video clip if it's less than 25 seconds yeah so yep so yeah there's lots of little tricks a bit like um if you want to make your own let's say in league racing if you want to make your own copy the wtcr logo world touring car racing logo or Uh any racing logo if you change it by at least, again, 25%, so whether that be colours, just the slightest of shapes, making it a little bit rounder and all that, you change it by at least 25%, there's nothing they can do about it. Copyright doesn't exist. All right. Anymore. Well, that's quite good then. 
that's all a good thing so, to know and that's so, the thing so that's what a lot of um league racers do when they do um when they try and do their own like they try and copy the port different porsche cups or touring car racing or whatever they want to do so yeah, yeah it's it's a handy you need to know your copyright rights because you rule I've, I, I've had two two claims as well you won't get a strike until you're making money um oh. and so for gamers like you and me until you're over a thousand subscribers you yeah. won't get actual strikes yeah It'll yeah be a claim. Um, um, but even then, quite often they'll just claim so they can get your money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's when you really know. Um, another one who's really bad for it in Australia is V8 Supercars. Super GT yeah. got done by it. And he didn't, eat, I think he mentioned V8 Supercars while he was racing a BMW or something that's got nothing to do with V8 Supercars around Bathurst. And they oh, tried right. to copyright him copyright claiming on it so just for mentioning the series yeah it's just crazy so it's so some companies are really on it and you just have to fight it the problem is you know those those initial dollars you never get back yeah yeah so when you're someone like steve he's got what well, he's getting his three hundred fifty thousand odd subscribers that's a yeah. lot of money. It's trouble no. you don't want. So you need to be really careful with what content you add in, um, yeah. what logos you put on. Like I said, um, I've made sure Dave's all right with me using his logos on my cars and his overlay, um, GTO Mega, Scorp Tech will let me do what they want, my sponsor. So, um, yeah, it's... You've got to be careful. It's the world of YouTube. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. and, um, yeah, the algorithm is just, you've got to <laughs> learn more you can about it. I suggest find a good good YouTube tutorial. Um, I'm with Skillshare. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're, it's a program where you can learn about anything, really. There's lessons about everything. And... Yeah. You can learn the ins and outs of YouTube, what you can and can't do, how to get more viewers. I think that's another reason why I pick up about five a day, just by using the right words in my description, in my yeah. in my title, um, having the right tags in the background that aren't even on the description, um, things like that. That brings in viewers. So, yeah. yeah because um, I've like I'm at about 215 subscribers at the moment I think they're about like I said it keeps going up a little bit all the time but um, out no. of probably 80% of them have just been random people coming across my channel that's pretty good though that's pretty good so, isn't it? Um, the other 20% are my friends yeah. So, so I've got about 25 to 30 YouTube GT friends who are my subscribers. The yeah. rest are just general public. Yeah. Um, so you, you can do it. You just need to learn the tricks of the trade. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Now, we've got a question from Loopy Racing. Says, can you ask oh, Kevin Loopy. his thoughts on, on the GT Sport penalty system? Um. Let's see. Um, 
<laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I, in a way, it's good. I think they're almost there because it should be a no-contact sport as much as possible. Yeah. However, you, on a lot of these tracks, it's impossible to overtake without making some kind of tiny nudge. Yeah. Now, I think if you make the lightest of contact contacts that does not affect you or the other driver in any way whatsoever, there shouldn't be any kind of penalty. Yeah. Um, there's no reason. It happens in real racing, especially in British touring car racing. You'd know that. They're up as guts. V8 supercars, it's the same. Um, it's, it's, it's tin top racing, you know. Formula racing, different story. But when it's tin tops... Um, let everyone see my little Grand Turismo Audi. Yeah, that's, car. that's brilliant. Yeah. So, um, but in tin top racing, the contacts, like talking to David, contact is a part of it. It's not yeah. like you go out of your way to make contact, but you will make contact. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're all, especially when you're playing with drivers of differing skill levels. So, because the way especially out here in Australia, we haven't, Australia and Japan, like, or uh, the two biggest players, but you've also got Indonesia and the rest of Asia in your daily races. Yeah. Um, and especially in the FIA, where it's only Australia and New Zealand for Oceania, um, they can, they'll throw in A-plus drivers with C drivers sometimes, or even D drivers, depending on the race. And so... If you decide to start from the back because you want to make up some SR points, you know, some safety rating points, at the moment, that's a very dangerous thing to do because you're going to have some driver in front of you who doesn't know when to brake. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, you get reset. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can be quite random. So you've got to be so yeah. careful these days, isn't it? It's like totally non-contact. Um, for anything at all, isn't it? It's one of these one of these uh, things. So if you're racing against people of the same level, it kind of works. I just think they need to dial it back a bit. But yeah. otherwise, and to be honest, the wrong, quite often the wrong people are still getting the wrong penalties. Like, um, you know, you'll get punted off, but you get the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I think people know how to make it in how their favour. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so at the moment, they're we're very close. Like they're releasing Grand Turismo Seven. They're aiming to make it a launch title. Um, yeah. So the PS Five comes out in November. Um, Pre-orders are on September the 9th. So it's. Um, did you see November, November the ninth? Did you see? Pre-orders. Uh, September, yeah, so they're September the 9th. Wow. That's, that's the 25th anniversary of um, PlayStation. Uh -huh. And the, and the PlayStation itself will be out November-ish, before Christmas. Um, and so at the moment, PD, Polyphony Digital, really don't care. Like you can see it with the FYA season. It's only once a week, not twice a week and at the moment. They don't, honestly, they've stopped caring about Grand Turismo Sport. They're concentrating on Grand Turismo 7. They're just trying to get that out and make it, get it right, basically. 
It's yeah. straight yeah. out of the gates. So that that's we're we're pretty much GT seven um GT Sport the way it is now. We're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, the thing, isn't it? And that's talking to people in the know, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> so. Now we have a question for you now from Jonathan Sutherland, who is one of my co-hosts, along with yeah. Andrew Marr. And Jonathan it was trying to show off earlier on by saying, I am a real racing driver. Um, and it's in, a fair, in all fairness, it is true. Um, he did get his license many years ago at Silverstone. Uh, I went along to watch him to get his uh, proper racing license. And he finished third in his first race. And on the day that we went there, um, he raced, the, there were two teams. They split it up into two different teams uh, of drivers of about 12. Um, and uh, w one of the people in the other group was none other than a very young Kevin Magnussen, who is, of course, now driving for yeah. uh, in Formula One. And uh, so we've got that picture. It's on our Facebook page on that. Um, so it, it is quite good. But he's asked a couple of questions. And we've also got Thea and Jeff from last okay. week. Who've just They've just been streaming live. Um, and they're just, uh, Jeff was saying, just hosted our first ever Rallycross community race. And it was epic. I'll make sure to, right. to watch that um, later I'm, on. I'm that should be great. Rally too. I just downloaded it. So yeah, yeah. No, that's going to be really, really good. We had a fantastic interview last week, actually, um, with you. It was really, really, really good. Um, but going back to one of the questions from from Jonathan, he says, um, "Most do most do most sim racers turn the background music off? And how much engine noise do you like in the game?" Okay, I turn the background music off. Um, engine noise. I want to hear the other cars more than me. I, I. The other thing I do is I turn my toy and my own tire noise up. In Gran Turismo, I turn it up to 1.5. So, yeah, that's that's what I do personally because I want to hear when I'm abusing my tires. Tire conservation in Gran Turismo, especially with these longer races that they've got coming up in the FIA, is everything. Yeah. So yeah. I want to hear when those tires are squealing the instant the squealing so i know exactly you know how hard i can push it um yeah. so yeah no, that no was the thing at all i wanted to ask a quick question to to, to theo because i was watching your race last night at the at, at uh, hungary at hungary and when i unfortunately i had to put my kids to bed so i only got the last kind of half of it and when i when i um uh, watched it you were you were um, in in 19th, I think it was, and I just wondered what had happened um, because uh, I, I know you were saying that was not one of your favourite tracks, but um, I thought, oh my goodness, something pretty major must have happened because um, it was showing you a few laps down. So I hope I hope it, it was not all bad, and you're looking forward to the next race. Um, but uh, but it's of course the Simgrid now has this all female championship, um, which is really really good. Um, so the Simgrid has the, the all female championship, and it's it's definitely one to watch. Actually, it's great fun. And then they change over halfway through as well. Um, but uh, lots of things happening there, and uh, and lots of good stuff coming. But uh, is that one that you've that you've watched as well, Kevin? Oh um, yes, I have. David Pearl runs it, so of course I'm going to watch it. Um, so I, he the other thing people don't realise is in real life he actually filled in for the um, all women's. Um, race car the kessel um team that they run in the blue ferrari in the igtl uh -huh. um he filled in for them once so actually <laughs> the only male in an all-female team they needed to 
a fourth driver. One of the girls was sick. So he, he jumped in in the girls' team. Well, but, um, uh, I think I think it's really good. I'm actually st starting my own esports team at the end of the year. Not so much for me, um, but there's a there's a couple of prodigies you've got here in Australia, and because now that I've got a sponsor um, who's really quite willing to back me, um, there's a We've got a top 10 player here in Australia who's female. I'm not going to mention her name. But, yeah, I'm approaching her, a young 14-year-old bloke, grab him while he's young and put him in some league racing, See, talk to Tisney, see if I can get him into IGTL or something like that, uh -huh. um, introduce him to some other games, help him with gear if they need it through Scorp Tech. And um, but yeah, I, I I wanted to pick a young up and comer, and uh -huh. someone who's established. And this established person, who's one of the fastest drivers in Australia, um, just happens to be female. So, wow. yeah, it's I'm all for it. Like as soon as I heard that, I, you know, there's it, there's there's I, there's a whole bunch of guys I could pick from, but um, everyone. Um, supports supports this young lady but you know morally and all that but i want to try and give her some actual support to she loves it it's a passion it's what she does and she's got the skill i wish i had so yeah. i want to help her forward so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to that that starts at the end of this year so gt plus racing will also be a esports team yeah so yeah. Um, I'll be paying for, for them to get coaching through um, co through David uh -huh. and um, also um, through Tijni um, when he when he's open to it because he's actually thinking about doing it. Wow. He's, he's kind of backing off the full-time racing and just having a bit of fun with it and getting more into the coaching side. Yeah, so well, I think there's a big market for that for sure. I think everybody yeah. wants to, so many people who want to learn more. Um, now, Loopy, Loopy Racing has asked you, who is the female? Is it Emery or GT Rebecca? I'll let you guess, mate. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything, Loopy. Because <laughs> you'll tell everyone. <laughs> you'll so, have to keep us informed when it's all, when it's officially, um, when it's officially launched. I can tell you the young one's goat, mountain goat. Okay, so, okay. so um he'll know who that is it's a he's a he's a young um 14 year old here in australia his name's mountain goat 13 and he's got a second account which is 14 now but um <laughs> he's he, the guy's brilliant he's just straight out of the bat just one of these naturals just bang on it um blew me away with what he could do had to learn his racecraft. He was horrible at racecraft to begin with, but he's learnt that now. And um, yeah, so one of them will be young mountain goat. Um, his first name's Ryan. I can't give any more information out than that because he's underage. And um, yeah, the the second one I'll leave it to you. So <laughs> now we've got a question for you for the Amazons. Um, what was okay. the first? Uh, oh, what was... I love your show and I love your channel. I, I subscribed last week after the show. 
What was the first ever racing game that you played? Gran Turismo. That's a lie. Um, the first ever racing game would be way back, given on 42, would be way back in the days when before Pentium and all that. So we were running, you know, a 486 um, DX66. So um, he'll know what I'm talking about here. Real, real old school. The original need for speed that was ever brought out. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, it'll be that. But I learnt racing lines playing Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> that's brilliant. And that's so, what my son tries to play. That, and, and it actually worked. I was beating everyone by learning racing lines. My dad taught me the foundations of how racing lines work, and I used them on, on Mario Kart on little yoshi and i was beating everyone so but um it's always been gran turismo for me and like i said i stopped playing in my early 20s and just jumped on it randomly again about a year a bit over a year or year and a half ago that's the thing now we always try and promote things on the show as well about little giveaways uh, and things like that that um uh, and one of the the prizes we've got now this is the prize for hitting 100 subscribers at the moment we're on 86 so i've got this very special prize and i will put it up here it is a wall tile like the one that you see behind but can you see that Ooh. there yes it's definitely. a nice quality one of ayrton senna driving his mclaren honda all those years I'm ago so unsubscribe again and then <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> no, no, I won't. so if you can tell all your friends about the show once we reach 100 We'll choose a lucky Definitely. subscriber, and you could I, have this sitting on your wall there um, of I'll, Ayrton Senna, the legend. I'll, I'll throw this over every Discord I know. So um, <laughs> it's it's still only yes, yeah, it's, it's not even seven a.m. yet in Australia. So um, most of them are still asleep because we're, right. we're we're in severe lockdown in Melbourne. So most yeah. people work, um, and. Um, so yeah, they'll get up, they'll see it. So everyone, subscribe to Hugh's channel. Like the guy interviews. I don't understand why he has less subscribers than I does. He he interviews all these fantastic people, and just get off your butt, subscribe to the guy. Do it. All right. Otherwise, I'm not giving you any more help, and I'm not going to get let you into the race with Disney or David. Or anyone else I hook up with, all right? So that's to my <laughs> friends. <laughs> that's very kind. Now we've done the the, the offer for a hundred subscribers, but how about this one for five hundred subscribers? What do Ooh. you reckon? This was a classic uh, taken. Oh man! Ayrton Senna and Michael Schumacher. That's amazing. Again, it's a wall tile, so you just stick it on the back there, and you could have that on your wall. So that, that's the big one for 500. That's worth it. Yeah. Dude, I wonder how much I can sell Tiffany's shirt for. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
That, um, so yeah, make sure you tell all your friends about the channel, but it's fantastic. We're growing in number, which is great. And really my, my whole goal for the channel is to bring the sim racing community together with the sim racing, kind of the big the big stars, you know, the big YouTube creators, big and small, um, because that's what it's all about. Because ultimately we want to know what it's like um, to be a sim racer. And whether you've got a big following or a small following, I think on a show like this, um, we can we can get the answers that maybe you can't get normally because if you're for a lot of the guys that stream it's quite hard when they're racing to try and read comments and try and answer them and so on when you're trying to race them you know in a, in a big series or doing that's it for the show like videos. yeah that, that's a good idea and um, but what we're trying to do is to help the fans you know ask the questions that they really want answered to um yeah. in a in a in a um and uh, a kind of area that, that then that's easy to do because obviously we're interviewing you today um, and it means that there's no you're not actually driving at the time so we can hopefully get the, the the questions answered that your fans enjoy and that your community and friends as well um can be a part of so that's really what we're trying to do so if you want to come on the show and whether you're a sim racer or a real racing driver whatever it might be um you're always welcome just give me an email at info at hughattrick.com and we'll make arrangements um, to get you on the show and uh, and hopefully soon we, we will have Tijney again um, I did interview him about a year and a bit ago a year past April um, and it'd be great to get him back on the show along I'll, with I'll bag him again for you with David Perel I know he's, he's just literally moved house um, yeah and so on. That, that's the problem at the moment he's moving house and running the Fugi series but I'll, I'll, I'll bug him as well so between the two of us we'll make it happen no, that would be fantastic. Now, Loopy Racing is saying that we need to interview in exile. Kevin knows him. Yes, so, uh, I do. He's been a great support. He's the Discord I go to the uh, most. Um, that's I hang out in his Discord more than I hang out in my own, which I only just started two weeks ago anyway. So, but, um, yeah, it's a really supportive. Just, again, if content creator, if you want to be a content creator, go to Go to my channel, which will be linked in this, I'm assuming. Uh -huh. And um, on channels, you'll see NXR. Go to his go to, go to his channel. You'll find the Discord hangout there. It's just a bunch of content creators who are all very supportive of each other. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's fantastic. No, that's that's really good. Now, we've got a question from Jeff Kolkloff. Um, what is Kevin's favourite Australian track that isn't on a mountain? Oh, Bathurst. I went, I, no, Bathurst isn't my favourite. I'd say my favourite is Sandown, my local track. Um, Sandown Raceway, you'll have to look it up. Um, they do a 500-kilometre semi-endurance race there. Um, it's just outside of Dandong, which is kind of where I live. So my local track, very hard on the brakes. Um, it's 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 a nightmare on the brakes to be honest, but um, that yeah, Sandown Raceway in Australia um, is my favourite track. Now, one of the things that I, I know I, I would like to see on the game, but I wonder for our community watching as well, um, and for your good self, I know you're more of a tin top man, so you like the kind of GT3s, GT4s, but I think Gran Turismo does lack a good single seat. Um, racing car. I mean, I know they've got like the, the kind of Red Bull car, um, the kind of racer that's kind of more futuristic, but I would love to see something like Formula Ford 
and maybe uh, an equivalent oh. to say Formula Three or Formula Renault. Uh, I think they yeah. could have some great racing series with that, and it would maybe help to balance it out because obviously other series like I Racing they have Formula Three, I think, and a few others. Um, would how would that go? How, would you be up for something like that? Do you think that would be a good thing to have in a game? Yeah, I'd be up for it because especially if you went from something like you start with your Formula Ford like you do in real life and then work your way up to your F1s or your Dallaras like we've got at the moment in um, mm -hmm. in Gran Turismo, which is fast enough. Um, yeah. Because open wheel racing is completely different to tin top. The way the cars react, it's... Just a completely different game. A um, bit like rallying, like uh, Taya will tell you. It's completely different to, to gravel. Um, uh, it's, I remember playing Sega Rally as a kid, and I used to love that game. And um, But it's, yeah, I haven't played a rally game since then. I've just downloaded Dirt 2.0, so I'm going to jump on that and um, do a few... Uh, videos maybe a stream or two on that but yeah like it's as different to tin top racing on as rally driving is to tin top racing yeah so yeah. i think but you'd have to go the full scale like you said you'd want to work your way up through the different levels yeah um because you don't want to go straight from a formula board to some really high spec yeah, you need. I need to be like Formula Renault or, or and then Formula Renault three thousand yeah. or things like that, and then and then up into F three or something like that. I mean, I, would, I know obviously they they've got F two and and uh, F obviously the F one game has the F two as well. But I think the new one has F does it have F three? I'm not sure if it's got that on it. Perhaps it's only got F one and F two. Um, but so you think it could be the potential for a massive commercial success? Um, because oh, everybody definitely. would want to play a game like that. Well, like I, like I was saying before, um, it's the biggest watch motorsport in the world, Formula One. So people love it. It's it's a pretty simple equation, really. Um, maybe it's the licensing thing. It could uh, be yeah, a personal yeah. thing with Kaz, because I know Kaz yeah. is very much a tin top person as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, it's licensing is probably the biggest issue um, with Polyphony. I mean, yeah. that was the whole thing with Spa. That's why it took so long to get Spa as a raceway because yeah. Polyphony didn't want to pay the licensing fees that Spa were asking for. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd jump on it. It's for me because I, I, I like league racing as well. I, mm. you know, to me, it's just another, another form of racing that we can uh, emulate and, you know, just jump on and have fun so yeah but because at the moment i struggle with the delara races and and like the formula twos and stuff like that in grand turismo yeah. because you just at a completely different level of speed like yeah. i ride motorcycles it's like the difference between in real life it's like the difference between being on a motorcycle and in a car you're in a completely different zone because you know zero to 200 is a lot faster on a bike than it is in unless you own a you know a hypercar yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a completely different thing so it's um it's it's it takes a lot of getting used to um but no. yeah i'd love to see gran turismo the more cars are better i mean that's yeah. the whole point of gran turismo is the car range 
It's yeah. originally it was a car range, and being able to modify them, even though I don't think you'd want to modify. The yeah, similarly, they're going to bring some of that back. I think, aren't they? In the next one, there's potential yes. chance to modify some of the cars. But I kind of think, though, now that the online game has taken off so much, I wonder how important that is. Um, well, I, I don't know if it will still have the same kind of feel to it if they if they do that. It's actually got two different online sections. You've actually got the GT Sports section, and if you look at the menu in the lower right-hand corner, so GT Sport literally was the beta tester for the online range set, online racing section for Gran Turismo 7. So there really will not be much difference. A lot of the same cars, the physics will be very similar, if not identical. Um yeah just probably with a bit better feedback because of the um, speed of the um, PS5 and they'll probably send cables out to things like the Thrustmaster so it can respond a bit faster. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, GT Sport will be the competition side. That's what the sport's for, but that's their eSports section. And then they're going to have a bit like on ACC where you can just jump online and just do a random multiplayer race yeah. in, in whatever category you feel like. Yeah. So they've got two different sections. For well, that's good. Now, I've got some quick questions for you here. The first one is from uh, Shirality. Uh, what is Kevin's favourite classic car of all time design and nostalgia? All time. It would be the Phase 3... XY um, Ford Falcon GTHO. So it's, it's one Bathurst. It had a 351 Cleveland in, um, engine in it, um, but it was nicknamed a Subaru. And, um, but, yeah, just look up the Phase 3 XY Falcon. Ah, will do. So, That'll be the thing. <laughs> and another quick question is uh, from Keith Will Onu, who'll be on next week, uh, next uh, next Thursday at nine. What do you think of Formula E? I think at the moment I don't like the tight circuits. I mean, I understand yeah. why they're doing it because batteries. You know, they're heavy with the batteries. Um, and it's very, you know, crashy. And I mean, you think Gran Turismo is bad? Watch an e, watch an e e e racing event <laughs> when it comes to contact. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. um, I think it's the future. Electronic cars are the future. Yeah. They're better. Um, we've just got to get battery technology sorted out. If yeah. someone, some genius out there, can get battery technology sorted out, I'll pick electric over a combustion engine any day. Yeah. That's quite funny because I'm still con I'm still not convinced yet, uh, and I've driven a few electric cars. Obviously, not have like you ever, racing have cars. You ever, have you ever been in a Tesla on, in ludicrous mode? Um, no, I have been in a Tesla to be fair, but they they didn't uh, allow us to use that mode. Uh, yeah, it'll break your neck. It's it's like being on a motorcycle. The acceleration, like it will, yeah. it, that thing will keep up with any one thousand cc superbike to a good one, 120, 130 kilometres per hour. Yeah. They, yeah. they are quick off the line. They tend to drop off after that because they're a family car. But the acceleration, it's just torque, bang, and with the traction control and everything, it is just pure torque. 
So you just bang off the line. There you go, baby. Oh, so <laughs> if, you, if you're into talk, electric cars is the way to go. Now, Jeff has asked, what is Kevin's favorite version of Gran Turismo? Ooh, tough one. Like I said, I've only played one, two, three, and Gran Turismo Sport. Um, I gave up playing games at all between three and this. Um, I, I'd say three because I managed to get my name on the um, top ten boards where you had to, um, whenever you did a time, it would leave a code that you could give and give to Gran Turismo, and I, I was on the top 10 boards for a couple of tracks. Uh -huh. um, so I was quite good at that game. That was back in the days, and there were, you know, steering wheels weren't really a thing. Everyone used a pad. Um, but no, Gran Turismo, I, I love GT Sport. I love the multiplayer racing. I love, I love yeah. racing against real people because every, the AI on every Gran Turismo has been so easy to beat. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's just a mad. It's just it took so long to finish your game. It's the uh, amount of content that was interesting, but online racing, like I I knew I was okay. You know, I knew I was good at Gran Turismo Sport, and for those who have never played online and think they're good, hop online. You soon find out the difference between good and great. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, and hence why I went to David. I decided, yeah, I'm good, but I want to be better than good. So that's right. why I fork, fork out the money to uh, get the coaching. Yeah, and that's the amazing thing, that this kind of coaching is available to every sim racer, pretty much. Um, you know, yep. because then you see you've got people like um, Coach Dave, um, perhaps potentially intentionally maybe doing similar things. And I'm sure there's others as well. Um, we have other, um, we have, we've, we're very fortunate that we went to SimTrack um, down in Leeds, which is in, in the, the kind of northern England uh, here in the UK. Um, and uh, they have actually a real cutout Janetta GT3 racing car. And they've made it into the sim racing spectacular um, car. Um, and it's fantastic. And they have a, a huge cinema screen. Um, and you go into it. And not only that, you, you get uh, James Kellett as your race um, uh, uh, kind of uh, tuition, uh, kind of teacher. Um, and he was uh, Lando, Lando Norris's teammate when they both raced in, in the Janetta Cup series. And he actually beat Lando Norris. Um, so it's uh, and he's racing in, in this in the in the in the higher up series now, um, but um, so it's a fantastic thing, and, and now all of these kind of incredible sim racing experiences um, are also available to to people who just like you and me um, who can just go along and think right, let's let's get better at sim racing and well, let's see what we can learn. Like there's different people out there. If you're good, you can coach. Like um, I noticed Taya doing a um, track guide the other day. Um, and the way she was drawing the lines and everything, it reminded me of Keenan. Like, I think Key 25 probably makes the best track guides in the world if, mm -hmm. for Gran Turismo. If you want to make a track guide, watch his channel. Um, yeah. Tigby has a whole driving school series on his channel. Yeah. 
they're really good. I love his weeklies. I always watch his weeklies yeah. when they come out on a Monday um, because I normally watch it before I do my stream on the Monday night. Um, and of course, that's Fat Man and a Cheap Sim uh, on my Monday night streaming. So it's uh, which is good fun. Um, and uh, I, and I, I, I tend to watch his videos if he's done them in time um, because you, you learn so much um, from the GT Sports um, game. So it's really, really good to learn the lines, um, the potential for strategy as well for AC. And I never used to do yeah. AC. Um, but now I do. I've done the Willow Springs one this week a few times and really enjoyed that actually, because um, I, 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 it's all GT four and I do I do like that. Um, yes. but no, that's the thing. That's the thing. Now keep the questions coming um, for Rascal Rabbit, um, and we'll keep you going with all these kind of questions. Now, obviously, tell us a bit more about your um, how you came across Tidney and how um, you've you've become one of his good friends. Um, again, like I said, I was just supporting him, just a basic you know, minimum amount each month and got involved in his Discord and I can't remember what it was. I, I just had a question for him and I just personally DM'd him, like sent him a personal message and he answered it really quickly and we just got talking and it just went on for a year and like I said, it ended up with him getting me backstage at the world tour. It was simply a case of like I keep saying to people who want to meet all these people, you don't just approach them and them ask them for things. You've got to build a relationship, get to know them. It's, it's what I did in media and marketing before um, um, I, I got put on the pension for PTSD. So, um, so yeah it's it's yeah it's just i just talked to him like he's yeah. a friendly guy and um yeah just through being friendly him and being a nice bloke and we just hooked up and i just just asked him oh you know i'll see you in sydney i'll meet you there i know it's his birthday i got him a coach dave hat for his birthday and um yeah ever since then we've been in more contact like i said he's i've got the shirt that he sent me the signed shirt um try again it's just time wise a bit like i had that coach dave month where dave came on and did a race yeah. with my subscribers did an interview i've already done one interview with tishney um at the world thing but i'm going to do another interview with him same thing get a race in with tishney um and and yeah just let my subscribers race and chat live at the same time and just have fun it's not about winning the race it's yeah. about having fun no one was trying to win i mean we were trying to win <laughs> I, when when i wasn't getting rammed off by my own coach but <laughs> but um it's more about just having fun chatting just having a good old time and yeah doing the same thing with teaching you'll come up anyone else i can get in contact with um taya if you're interested i might reach out to you if you want to have a go yeah i know you're an xbox person so we'll we'll, we'll try an xbox thing maybe but um it's yeah i just love community events where people just get together and have a laugh just yeah. have fun yeah, uh, I think 
that's the great thing about the community in sim racing is that it is really friendly. It's great fun because yeah. we all love we all love racing. We all love driving. To quickly answer a question um, from it was from was it Serenity? Uh, someone was asking about what time I did at um, at Big Willow. It was pretty slow to be fair. Um, it was a one sixteen point five. Um, but that was, yeah, it was Loopy, yeah, Loopy Racing was asking me what was my time. I think it was a 116.5, but I did that, I think it was either in the Renault, um, because at time I started my new PSN, which is Fat Man and the Cheap Sim, and I had no credits to be able to buy the Audi or the Porsche, um, which are similarly the recommended cars. So I, I struggled. I, I, I saw that in your race, but you're using the, you're using the F4 Alpha. Uh, <laughs> I struggled, I struggled. But I need to do a bit more time trial on that. Um, but uh, yeah, because I was I, I was like driving Miss Daisy uh, on driving that car around about it wasn't quite uh, what it should have been. Um, but uh, but no, I suppose it's like anything you have to practice and, and kind of just get get up to standard and up to scratch. But I'm going to try and do a bit more time trial at Willow Springs again this weekend and try and get my time uh, much much closer to the kind of top ten. That's my my goal. But, well, that's um, it. Practice, practice, practice. It's the only way to get faster. Yep, yep, now that's the thing. Well, do you have anything you'd like to say to our viewers before we finish the show as maybe top tips perhaps for um, for sim racing um, that you've found, especially with all your experience with David Perel? Um, okay, first thing, if you really want to do it, um, like, for instance, I'm giving away a G29 on my channel on my birthday, September the 7th. Just as just it's a draw, it's a random draw. I don't pick who wins. But if you're playing a game on pad and you want to go that extra level, you know you're good at it and or want to get good at it, just it doesn't matter how long it takes. If you really want something, you can save up and get a G29 and a cheat stand. You yeah, know, you yeah. just have to make it a priority. Yeah. And um so it's the same with the lessons. You want to get lessons or someone you want to get good, make it a priority. You have to put in the hours. It's like yeah. anything. You want to get good at something, you need to practice. Yeah. So yeah. it all comes down to how much, how badly do you want it? Uh, so yeah. if you want it bad enough, you, you'll, you'll okay. get the wheel. You'll get the equipment. You'll, you'll do it. It might take a while longer than you want, but you will do it. And it all just comes down to setting a goal and doing it. But practice, just pure practice. Um, watch the time trials of the other guys. Don't just follow them on the time trial track. Watch their replays. Watch what gear they're in, what they're doing on every corner, where they're applying the brakes. Watch how they, how they might change down later than you are they're doing that so you know they'll change down from third to second at the last minute because changing into the second right right before the apex helps them swing the car around little yeah. things like that you'll learn little tricks like that just by watching the best drivers and their replays yeah so yeah, yeah. that'd be my top tips ah no that's fantastic well to quote one of our co-hosts jonathan um, I always remember when they had their debrief at Silverstone and it was very serious because they had they said if you they had a kind of pre-race start um, and they got all 12 of them on the track um, and they had to go around the first corner at the stow track. Um, and if any one of them crashed, they would not be allowed um, to drive in the real race. They were that strict. 
they had to, and it was actually probably more nerve wracking to watch because they had to suddenly get around the first corner without crashing. That's, that's like if you watch my last video with the Tishney boot, the series that Tishney's doing, the Fugu Frenzy series, yeah. the old Batson 240Z basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I qualified third place and was just taken out in the first corner. <laughs> well, thankfully, they made it around the first corner. But after all, after the debrief, they're sitting in the room, you know, and everyone's, you know, trying to keep calm and, you know, trying to avoid the nerves and, you know, make, you know showing the, the teacher well, that, they've been that they've been listening. After that, and like I said, PTSD doesn't help, but I'm not going to blame it on that. I was fuming. <laughs> I was well, just shaking with anger. Well, and so trying to calm myself down to do the rest of the race took a bit uh, of effort. Well, when they were doing the, the debrief, you know, the chap, the, 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 the tutor at the end said, now, is every, you know, everyone should have been learning enough. You should be ready and, and you know, have the mindset um, to make sure that, you you know, you're going to compete in the race and do well. Um, and, uh, and, he, and he said to the instructor, he says, well, don't worry, I've been listening. He says, and I'm going to win the race at the first corner. <laughs> it was like, so off the whole went. With a light going, oh, no. We you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. No. So maybe that should be our motto. We'll win the race at the first corner. But uh, <laughs> that was the, that was the one. But uh, but our motto for the show is drive fast and try not to crash. Uh, thank Please. you very much to all our viewers who have been watching tonight and uh, who will be listening on the podcast. And, of course, yeah. to you, Kevin, for um, getting up at about five in the morning over there in Australia um, to come on the show. Um, but we really appreciate um, everything that you've been saying tonight, your tips and your story um, and from your racing community. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, but one last quick question from Chili Dog. What is your favourite sim? My favourite sim? Like, usually I'd say Grand Tour is my sport, but the penalty system is really annoying me at the moment. And that's the mildest way I can put it. So I'll say... ACC on Assetto um, Corso Competition on PC at the moment is what I'm playing to um, on the uh, when I'm not doing this. But the season's starting again, so I kind of have to jump back onto Grand Turismo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you all the best and stay in touch. Stay on the line just now as I finish the show. No and we'll get things mate. sorted out. But you've no been mate. listening to, to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick. And our very special guest, all the way from Australia, it is Rascal Rabbits. Bye just now, and join us next week.